TogiNet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or even more. I give you the opportunity to go look at their hotel fees and take advantage of their cost savings. Please go to www.bestradiotravel.com. Check them out. I think you'll be pleased. Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. It's always fun to have you here. And I am getting ready for the end of the year. How about you? Well, what the end of the year, yes, every year we change years, but this is extra special because this year we also end a decade. It seems bigger, more important to me. I don't know why, but we go from 2019 to 2020. Oh, it sounds really important. Don't you feel something exciting about that, that number 2020? Well, there's one thing that I always like to do at the end of the year. And that is create, I do teach vision board workshops. Now, for those of you all over the globe and far distant lands that may not know what a vision board workshop is, it's a planning tool, actually. You know, you've heard of setting goals every year. Well, this is another way to set your visions, but through pictures and words. You put it on a board, a poster board, or a framed board, or how important you want it to be, the board, and where you're going to place it. But the words and the pictures that you choose will be areas that you would like to change for next year, or improve for next year, or grow. Let's say you wanted a new car, and you didn't You weren't able to do that this year by putting the car that you want, maybe a picture of you sitting in your car. That would be a type of picture you would put on your board so that you would see it. The purpose of the board, we're going to create this board, this vision board, and then take it home, place it in a place that you will see every day. And it's by seeing those dreams and wants that you want to come true in 2020 is the way of surging our minds so that they, the mind, can help you bring it to fruition. Now, it may happen, it may not happen, but the chances are of you being able to maybe acquire that car in some way, not knowing how, many times, 
<laughs> not not stealing, but paying for it. Now you do understand that. But anyway, creating and getting the car is a way of creating your vision. People use these for the trip that they the dream trip that they want to have one day, for increasing finances, for finding romance, for finding that special partner, for getting a job, writing that book, whatever it could be that you have in your heart that you would like to live one day. So anyway, I do these locally. And if any of you are interested in maybe my creating or doing a web program on the vision board, send me a message at Joyce Buford Empowers, Joyce at Joyce Buford Empowers, and just say yes. I want that. I'd love that. And I would be so happy to teach this in a podcast one day because I really love doing these. So anyway, that's my little plug for getting you ready for the new year. However you do it, it's very important that you plan. My guest today is an exciting woman. I'm so interested in what she has, how she has created her life, and going through the changes that we all do, and how TM, Tina Brown, has created the Tina Brown of today. Tina Brown writes inspirational stories that span the globe. Her most recent book, Another Bump in the Road, won the 2018 FAPA Award just a few short months ago, after it was published. This emotional roller ride spans several generations as the women transverse the pain and the uncertainty that consumed their lives. Born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, TM holds a a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master of science degree in systems engineering. She's the mother of two amazing people and the grandmother to the cutest little boy ever. Sounds like a good grandmother there, TM. I think that's great. I love that. Now, residing in Clearwater, Florida, TM continues to share her stories with the world. Welcome, Tina. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Well, thank you, Joyce. Good morning. How are you? (laughs) Tell me how precious that grandbaby is. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He is so cute, so cute. And he, he just turned five not too long ago, and he's finding his vocabulary, and it's just amazing. To talk to them on the phone. And they live, live, it sounds like they live away from you. Not Uh, in Florida. Yes, they do. They're in California, yes. Oh, my goodness. So far away. Well, there's nothing more precious than the the love of of a grandparent and a child. Absolutely nothing. So one of the things I always like to ask my visiting guests are, some of the transitions that you went through that brought you to this day where you began writing stories. Did you always think you, have you always liked to write? Is that, have you spent time doing that? You know, I discovered that I could write uh, later on in life. 
I've always been yeah. able to to create stories based on, you know, people that I interact with or people that I see when I'm out and about, but I never uh-huh. really gave a lot of thought to actually becoming a published author. Um mm. so this was a this yeah. was a new discovery for me. Yeah. Well, how was it that you just all of a sudden decided I think I'm going to write about, and these are women in your family, is that correct? Or they're women of a certain period of life? So my first book, A Life Not My Own, is a memoir. Uh, and okay. it's based on, on journals that I kept over a 15-year period. Um, at the time that I was journaling, I was still married. But a lot mm-hmm. of the memories of childhood and young adult life were getting in the way um, of me really living life to the fullest. So I began to journal. Uh, oh. and, and after coming out of a divorce, you know, those secrets that I only had captured in my journal, I felt like I could share that with the world in hopes that it would inspire other, other people. Mm-hmm. Well, I know from my own experience in coaching that the journaling is a va- very valuable tool to help a woman or anyone that needs to move through grief or stages in their life to move through smoother or bring up those painful thoughts. It's a safe environment to express those. So it, is that the reason you started? Absolutely. As as you mentioned in my introduction, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, and basically oh, yeah. what I was what I was taught is exactly what you just said. You know, journaling is a safe way to to capture your thoughts and kind of work through um, you know experiences uh, that you've had in the past. Yeah, it, I'm. I would think it would bring up some surprises as well. They, you know, once you got into the journaling, that you'd go deeper and deeper and deeper over time into your memories and sometimes be, I'm sometimes shocked just by what I remember about different incidents in my life. And I would think if you oh, journaling, oh my gosh, that would have to be even more powerful. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, you think you're going to write about one particular incident on a certain day and you yeah. start writing and next thing you know, you're, you know, you're, you're in tears and, and, and writing down the things that you really, that I really needed to work through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had an interesting call the other day with a woman that we were working on those memories that we experience in childhood. I had an experience with a fourth grade teacher. And for some reason, I, she got, I got up to sing as I love to sing and it didn't come out so good. And she was maybe in a kind of a, not the best of moods, you know, who knows what her life had gone through that day, but she barked at me and just, you know, in front of my, my class and everything. And it's amazing how those little experiences and the interpretation that we give them just affect us for years. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was talking to my grandmother the other day 
who is uh, basically the the foundation of uh, my first book in the Struggles of the Women's Folk series. And uh-huh. she was telling she was telling me more about um, a medical condition that I had when I was a very small child, and of course I didn't remember. I had spinal meningitis, which oh. uh, meant that I didn't I didn't walk and talk. I had to learn how to do all of that all over again. And she mentioned to me how people, you know, when she had me out in the stroller because I, you know I'm, I'm three years old. I'm in a stroller because I can't walk, and people yeah. would always stare at me and things like that. Well, I didn't know that that had an, would have an effect on me later on in life to the point where, you know, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like mm-hmm. to be the center of attention. And I mm-hmm. think a portion of that has to do with, you know, that childhood disease that I had. Oh, I'm sure. Wow. That has to be at three. Very impactful. You know, yeah, because you have all the emotions there, embarrassment, shame, whatever, you know, it's, they're all right there and you're so innocent. You're just laying there. You're just an um, innocent bystander, basically, of what your body is going through. Yeah, I get that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just the fact that I had that quiet moment where most people don't at that age, I had that quiet moment for almost. A year, I think it was 11 months before I actually spoke again after, you know, I had a medical procedure done, you know. Uh, So all that time I was quiet. And I think it did something to to my psyche, which allowed me to kind of see the world in a different way. Right. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I sometimes, uh, choosing our professions are so interesting how we choose them. Is that the reason you you went into um, therapy? Or not therapy, but psychology? Well, my, school, my, childhood was, my childhood was so challenging. My mom was mm-hmm. a teenage unmarried woman who developed a drug problem, um, which oh. had its own set of challenges for me growing up. So all yeah. through my life, I knew I wanted to help other people. You know, there used to be a time when, when grown folks would ask the little kids, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? That was like a standard question we asked, you know. Right. And whenever I was asked that, I would always say, I want to help people. I didn't know yeah. exactly what that meant, but it has yeah. translated to uh, all, of my cre- all of my careers throughout my life. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that your books help people reconnect with their pain that they've experienced just and just reading it and knowing that other people's have experienced that same pain can really be freeing and give you know, support. Yes. Yes. And yeah. I was very surprised by that, especially the first book, A Life Not My Own. I Uh I figured, you know, I might touch a few people who may have had similar, you know, uh, life experiences as I did, but I had no idea the reach that book would have. And it's just been, it's been a blessing to me to be able to share that and Mm -hmm. somehow impact other folks' lives. And it's just, 
it's just set me on this path of authorship that I'm I'm so I'm so overwhelmed to be given to be given this yeah. gift. Well, can you remember any of the one any of the comments that really made a difference to you? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but I just think so it there was, was, Yes, there were so so many. I mean, um, like if you go out on Amazon.com and you look for my book, A Life Not My Own, you'll see like 85 different comments from folks who say things oh. like, you know, they they say things like they felt like they were reading their own story. They thanked me for for sharing, you know, uh, my story in such a, a a direct and unfiltered kind of way. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's been times when I when I do book signings and things like that that people will come up to my table, they'll just read the title and they'll begin to cry or they'll hug me or you know without even reading a word of the story yet. It's just something about you know following this path that has been presented to me that seems to touch people. Yeah. Well, your first title, I mean, would have grabbed many people. A life not my own. Oh, my goodness. I think there's not a woman out there that couldn't connect with that title. You know, we Thank are the you. givers and the and the, the the mothers that do it all and everything. It just connects with so many. Great title. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that was just an amazing gift that was given to me. You know, um, I had already written the story and I didn't know what the title should be. But then right. I started to think about the fact that, you know, that's exactly how I feel. Like so many people have sacrificed for me to be where I am today, that I do yeah. feel like this life is not just mine. It's to share uh-huh. with everyone else when everyone yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Um, the second book that you did, The Struggles of the Women Folk, is that primarily about, is that your fam- women in your family or did you get a group together to help give you? you information or how did you get that one together so the second book struggles of the women folk Mm -hmm. is book one and a three book series and it is loosely based on my grandmother's story when my mom couldn't take care of us any longer my grandmother would tell me stories about what it was like for her to grow up Uh in southern virginia in the 1920s but she only gave me bits and pieces so I was able to fill in the gap uh, with fictional characters and expand expand the story. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that gave her some peace in being able to share that. Did she ever express oh, she loved, that? She, oh, absolutely. She loved the story. She's read all of my books. My grandmother is still alive. She's 93 years old. We oh. speak most Sundays, and she, she loves the story. <laughs> <laughs> and where does she live? She, lives, she still lives in Baltimore City. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it's been many a year since I've been in Baltimore. I think I visited there once. <laughs> but mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. it's too far north for me. I'm a definitely <laughs> a southern girl. So, you know, Texas <laughs> is even more... <laughs> 
Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well then the the next so the three the series is struggle struggles of the woman folk, tethered angel, and another bump in the road. Yes. The tethered angel. Your titles are awesome. I just think they're. Thank you. Thank you. I really like them. Yeah. Thank you. And of course, tethered. Go ahead. So, so the word tethered. It was Mm -hmm. this word that I really liked. Yeah, for some reason. You know, and I knew that someday it would mean more to me. And so yeah. after writing Str- uh, Struggles of the Women Folk, and now I have this character whose name is Angel. And as the story mm-hmm. started to unfold in my mind, I was able to use that word tethered. <laughs> so I it all came like together. it. <laughs> well, I've done, I, um, I've done a little hot air ballooning. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. little, but you know, I'm out in the New Mexico area, and they have visiting uh, for a short time, too short. But in uh, one of, the, I think it's, well, I don't know, one month in Albuquerque, they have one of the largest balloon festivals over there, hot air balloon festivals. So these yeah. are magnificent um, uh, balloons that uh, are can carry people in a basket that's underneath. And that's where the fire, the helium and the firing creates the air to go into the, the envelope. And I, I'm explaining all this for those people that have never heard of hot air ballooning. So anyway, but I do the tethering just immediately took me back to that visual, you know, because we call Uh tethering. The balloon is tethered to the ground for a, while it's inflating. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an awesome description because when folks read Tethered Angel, they will understand how angel is being tethered to other people. Mm. So, yeah, that's a, that's a really good description, Joyce. Yeah. So this is a real person angel. Okay. Well, tell me, because so many of my clients or listeners have gone through transition in their life, and one of those transitions is divorce. You talk about starting over and, and how difficult, difficult it was to find yourself. Would you mind sharing just a little bit about your transition? It, that's how I feel. I'm going to share this with you. That's my reason for creating this podcast. I felt that when I went through my divorce almost 20 years ago. I wanted a tool that could help and support women in this in this really, really painful transition that so many of us go through. It is painful. It is mega painful. We know that. Whether we instigate the divorce or they instigate the divorce, our partner instigates the divorce, it is painful. And so... I wanted women to be able to hear that awesomeness, that's a new word I create, happens on the other side of divorce. It happens on the other side of death of a spouse. It happens on the other side of changing jobs. But we have to be open to it. We have to go through our pain. We have to do all that to get there. 
So if you can, as much as you feel comfortable sharing, what was the greatest thing that you learned through your transition? So I think the the greatest lesson that I learned because of the transition is not to lose myself, to not Uh, to allow myself to get lost in a relationship. Because after the divorce, I had to find myself all over again. Um, Mm -hmm. Like you said, like you said, divorce is painful no matter who initiates it. You know, mm-hmm. and I was married for almost 20 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you develop what we call in the army as sort of a battle rhythm as far as how you traverse the world within your marriage. You know, yes. then all of a sudden you're single again. And, mm-hmm. and for me, it was those little things. It was mm-hmm. those little things that I had to learn how to do all over again. And, and more important than that, I had to learn to be okay with doing them all over again. All of a sudden, uh, I don't have someone taking out the trash for me. I don't have right. someone that's that's blowing the, the snow off my car. You know, oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't I don't have anyone to talk to at the end of the day about how crazy my day was at work. You know, yeah. I don't. Uh, you know, you don't. Ha- I'm financially um, uh, dependent on my on myself. If things fall through then <laughs> it's on me, you know. <laughs> These are the things that I had to work on uh, being okay with after the marriage had dissolved. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't. It's one thing to, you know, uh, be conscious of the fact that these are the kinds of situations you're going to have to deal with. It's a totally right. different thing to experience it and be mm-hmm. okay with it. And, mm-hmm. and that's where mm-hmm. I found myself at. Right. Yeah. I that the financial part, handling it, as you say, most of us take jobs in the marriage. And the jobs they're totally to- turned over many times. A ideal way would be to have it a joint decision. But so many times we're left out of decisions in certain areas. So it is, it's like building a muscle. And we're almost embarrassed because we're a grown woman. We maybe should have done some of this, but life and the arrangement of our marriage just didn't make it happen. And so it is. It's so, it seems so baby steps to go in and talk to, like I'm using the financial thing, but let's break it down to buying tires. I mean, good grief. How do you buy tires? <laughs> you know, those are so right, basic. Right. Yeah. Right. So like, I like just the it. other, like just the right. other day, like just the other day, my car broke down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I never had to deal with any of that before. I did not know what to do. <laughs> just something that simple. I had no idea what to do because I never had to deal with it before. But, know. you know, know, you learn these things and you and you move on to the next to the next experience because that's that's all yeah. part of post marriage, as I call yes. it. Yes, but the thing I want ladies to do is to celebrate that they made it through it. You know, it's absolutely. a step. Absolutely, it's a step, and it's important. Absolutely, now we we have to take it important step now and go to commercial so we will be back shortly to talk more to tina as she tells how those 
creation of those books were so important, keeping her sanity. All right, we'll be back shortly. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Tokinet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E, to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through TogiNet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, sign up, and enjoy the discounts. This is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-I-C-E. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. You remember, you know, we're talking today with Tina Brown, known as T.M. Brown, as she has authored four books now about women. And we're having a wonderful discussion about recovering or recreating yourself after a major transition. You know, most of my clients are women have, who have gone through divorce. Um, I, and I like to, it is, I'd like to recognize that it is a major deal to recon, recover. I'm going to say recover or rebuild, or become the woman you want to become after a transition like divorce. Another, I have another dear friend, and I have several, that are losing their spouses. And 
Uh, one the other day called me, and she was so distressed. Her husband had, to, had created his credit card, I think probably prior to the, their marriage. They married late in life, and his name was on it, and he had been gone for almost three years, died, and the credit card call uh, company was saying she she couldn't just put her name on the credit card now. She had to go back. She had not finished up that. That was part of those transition moves that she needed to do earlier but didn't. And so anyway, you know, she's totally stressed out over this. And it's she misses the communication with him. They were very close and they had no children. So anyway, there's lots of transitions. There's lots of a growth that happens. But one thing that I really stress with my clients is that when you get in those situations like Tina shared with us, automobile problems, we didn't deal with that. When we had problems, we called some our husband usually, and he dealt with it. But now there is no one to call except to call maybe the, the mechanic shop. Those are some of those little prep things you can do to have in your resource file that of those jobs that we'll be taking over now. And if we have those names, we have those incidents, that garage that we depend upon that could come help us. Those are the things you need to build now to keep as a resource for you. But after you do that call, the first time is scary. First time you talk to a financial investor is scary. Uh, any money management, because that was usually not my bailiwick, but it's always scary. One of the things you need to do, though, is even with that baby step that allows you to move through a very uncomfortable situation, but it's all learning. You're learning something new. And at the end of the day, it's when you stand in front of the mirror and you go through the day, the things that you accomplished today, looking in your eyes, saying, you did a great job with that today. It sure was. I love the way you did this. You were so powerful. You did great. These are things that you need to celebrate. They're baby steps to you. And you may think they're, they're um, a little ridiculous, but they're powerful in helping you face the next baby step that will surely come your way. So those are my little words and tips for you to help in the transition years. And transition years can go on for years after your transition. Now, one of the things you, you said in, in discussing with me earlier, Tina, was that the books saved your sanity. And is that because you had been journaling or the journaling took you into um, peace? Or how was it that you give that credit to your books? So I give the credit to the books because, you know, uh, towards the end of my marriage, I worked, I came home, I took care of the house, I worked, I came home, I took care of the house, that was it, right? Yeah. Yes. So so now I, I still have the job, but I don't really have much to do when I get home because there's nobody there but me. Yeah. Now, just a, just a couple of uh, months after the divorce was final, 
oh, by mm-hmm. the way, I was an empty nester at the time. So there was yeah. literally no nobody at the house for me. My yes. books opened up a whole new world to me. I have met mm-hmm. some amazing people who have been there to support me, not only with the books, but to expand my my relationships socially. You know, people mm-hmm. that I could go out to dinner with now instead of sitting at home all the time. You know, uh, uh, my my books they they literally saved saved my life. <laughs> well. I think what's so interesting, you know, just like when I started my recovery, I began by sitting next to a woman in a retreat, and she said, I teach workshops of how to get out of your own way. And I can't tell you how that resonated with me. I was signed up before we finished talking that she was, we were in Sedona, Arizona at the time, but her workshop was in in Texas. And... <clears throat> To this day, she is a dear friend, but you do when you find you find a path that gives you peace and it introduces you to a whole new world. And many of those friends, the new friends that I've created through coaching and learning and studying with other people are my friends now, more so than my married friends you know, you've always got the buddies that raised your children together. I mean, you always have those same good memories, and I have some of those. But I just can't go anymore and hang out sometimes with people that I don't do what I'm where I am today. You know, they don't do. Yeah. They don't have the same interests, and I think that's yeah, important. <clears throat> yes, I totally, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. You know, and and. Going back again to the name of that first book, A Life mm-hmm. Not My Own, that doesn't only mm-hmm. apply to me. I feel like it applies to everyone else as well. There's a reason why I'll pass cross the people that they cross. Well, mm-hmm. it's a win-win, it's a win-win situation. You meet mm-hmm. someone, they support you, and somehow, maybe in ways you don't even really recognize, you're helping them as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so so there is, like you said, there is, you know, this life that we can create after the after divorce, but mm-hmm. we have to be open, open to it. You know, I think that's the biggest hurdle is to be open to it and just like you said, take those baby steps that may be baby steps to other folks, but are huge to us as individuals. <laughs> That is so true. They say they feel like a mountain. We're climbing a mountain, don't you think? Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Oh, I mean, just, you know, initially just, um, you know, coming out of the divorce and going into a restaurant, a nice restaurant that I always wanted to go to and sitting there by myself <laughs> and having a casual meal was huge for me. Uh-huh. Well, mm-hmm. you know, and now six years later, you know, coming out of the marriage, I, I don't even think about it. I just go where I want to go and eat, you know. Mm-hmm. So there are there are baby steps along the way. Many, mm-hmm. <laughs> many of them. <laughs> <laughs> many, many, many. <laughs> so, yes, I, t- I really kind of like the freedom. 
Yeah. I must admit, I would. I think I would probably be difficult now to be a partner, but I do like my freedom. So um, I can turn my change my direction in a minute, and uh, yeah. you can't really do that if you have a partner. Um, one of the things I have to ask you about the books because I'm, I'm, you know, it's one thing to have the thought of writing a book and finally bring it into life, give it life, um, and start the writing. But then there's always the, particularly now, did you work with a publishing company? So that's an interesting story in itself. Um, Uh Quite um, quickly after the divorce was final, I get this email across my desk um, advertising uh, to help people publish their books, right? Yeah, I, have yeah. been walk- I have been walking around with my my manuscript on a pen drive for years, right? <laughs> and I had, I had the thought of publishing, but it was like this pipe dream that I never really gave, you know, a lot of attention to. So within a month's time, I was able to go through a publishing company and, uh, have my first book, A Life Not My Own, published. Mm, wonderful. Yeah, I my book was self-published. Um, I so, worked with a coach at that time. So, you know, there's there's so much freedom now in the way you can do your, your publishing, which I think is oh, great. Oh, absolutely. But, absolutely. Now, my first book was self-published as well, but... Mm-hmm. It was self-published through a traditional publishing company. They had a mm-hmm. special department that just dealt with self-publishing. Oh, that's material. smart on their part, yeah, to create that mm-hmm. because it really has mm-hmm. be- <laughs> become. I was I was talking with a woman once, and she was as a she was a speaker, and uh, what, oh, I'm not going to say this right. Anyway. We were all standing around. Somebody wanted me to meet her. And so we were kind of visiting. And she she had just finished a book. And so somebody said, oh, Joyce has a book. And <laughs> I said, well, I self-published. And she said, oh, honey. She came over and whispered in my ear, which I thought was so funny. She said, honey, we call that boutique publishing. <laughs> and I went, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Don't use self. Use boutique publishing. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I, you know, uh, it's interesting. But she was a really great, one of those funny women. She was just so entertaining. Uh, she, mm-hmm. I, I would love to have her humor. She was really good. So what holes are, do you, right now you say you just finished and one was, and you won this award. How exciting was that? Tell us what FAPA is. What's that stand so, for? So, so, so FAPA is the Florida yes. Authors and, uh, and Publishing Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved down to the Tampa Bay area about uh, four years ago. And yes. almost immediately upon making the move, you know, I began to get advertisements about submitting my my works uh, through the organization for uh, consideration for awards. So yeah. actually... Uh, Struggles of the Women Folk won an award uh, with F- FAPA, and so did uh, another bump 
another bump in the road. It's an amazing yeah. organization. They really do a good job of their awards ceremony. It almost feels mm-hmm. like you're at the Oscars or something. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you there's are. A, there's a dinner and awards are issued. It's just, it's just pretty amazing. How exciting you must have been that night to sit there and think, if I hadn't gone through all this pain and transition, I wouldn't be sitting here. I would never experience this. Right. You're absolutely correct. I would not have experienced that. And I am reminded often, uh, like you said, of the freedom that I, I am afforded today as a result of coming out of the divorce. You yeah. know, yeah. Every, every day, it's like you said, if I decide I want to do karaoke tonight, <laughs> and I can decide on a whim that I want to do that. I don't have to answer to anyone. I just yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. There's, you do karaoke? <laughs> I do. You do? I do. Oh, awesome. I'll come visit you and we can go. <laughs> it, so- it sounds great. And, and that's another one of those things that, you know, we – uh, I think part of your show is to uh, provide some recommendations to people who find themselves in our situation about how to traverse the world afterwards. And part of that yes. for me was, you know, defining who I wanted to be at this stage in my life. And wow. uh, once you start, once you start opening yourself up to different possibilities, all kinds of things come up that I would never have considered before. I, I'm kind of shy, so just the thought of doing karaoke, I would have never done that. I swing <laughs> dance, I write, you know. I, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, what kind of music do you sing? Blues or? So, or? so I, like, um, I like more ballads. So I like Elton uh-huh. John and Bonnie uh-huh. Raitt and, you know, uh-huh. I like that. Awesome. I joined to keep my foot in and to get back into singing. um, I just joined a magnificent church choir that we have. And we have gone to England and we have gone to uh, Switzerland and Italy. I mean, this really, we we are going. But it was such a treat because they're so, uh, it's just really a powerful choir. So anyway, it you know, you never know where you would go on some of these journeys that life gives us. You know, it's just wonderful. Absolutely. Step out there. Step Absolutely. Out there. As, a, as a matter of fact, my daughter and I, we just got back from Rome, like mid-November time frame. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Beautiful city. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, again, that's one of those things that probably wouldn't have happened if I was yeah. still married, just because of the dynamics of the of the marriage, right. you know. Yeah. But yeah, right. there is life afterwards. <laughs> yes, there is. Now, do you want to? Have you done a vision board? You know, I opened. I with have. Me. Yes, I have. I Did have, you and find I have it powerful to, for you. It It is very powerful. Actually, I have a few things on my desk now for mm-hmm. next for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just something about speaking the words and visualizing it that mm-hmm. um, 
I don't know, somehow it gets into your psyche and becomes your reality. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Isn't that awesome? I don't know any other I way just... to describe it. It is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now, so what do you have ahead of you? I mean, do you, are you, what is, do you have another book or how are you progressing in the growing years, coming years, in the coming year even? So, so 2020 for me is all about uh, uh, enhancing my uh, financial situation. Right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty okay in that area, but you know, I know that I'll be retiring in probably the next six years or so, right? Yeah. And so, because you do have another, to, career. you have a full time career. I do, and and you do I the do. writing on the side, right? But it's yes. pretty, yeah, it's. Pretty powerful side job there. <laughs> I think it's awesome. So, so now, 2020 I'm for, Sorry, go ahead. So, so 2020 for me is about uh, achieving financial independence. Definitely. That's what it is for me. So you'll have dollar signs or you'll have numbers or you'll have something like that on that vision board, probably. So my, my vision board says paid in full. Oh, I like it. I'm going to come to you when I need words. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. Now, I want my listeners to be able to get your books. You have a wonderful offer that you're giving them as well. And so could you tell us how, one, they can find you on your website? And then I think that's where your your free ebook is, isn't it? So my website is uh, authortmbrown.com. My ebook uh, is called Just Between Us, Inspiring Stories by Women, and that is an anthology that I wrote with five other amazing authors, and that can be found on Amazon.com. All you need to do is just search for T.M. Brown or the title, which is Just Between Us, Inspiring Stories by Women. Okay, awesome. Now you you were sharing that on YouTube. You also have um, you're there. So how do people find you on YouTube? So on on YouTube, what folks will find in addition to you know photos and and video, book trailers and that sort of thing, I also mm-hmm. did some readings of my books through Spreaker. Dot com, who are affiliated with YouTube. So if you search on T.M. Brown mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube, you will you will see an area where you can listen to my uh, my readings from the various books. Oh, I think that would be fun. I think I need to do that for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. social media. You're also on uh, Facebook, I assume. That's a Standard for yes. everybody, it seems to be. Yeah. And they yes. find you by how? Yeah, you can find me by just searching on Tina Brown, or you can search oh. on author T.M. Brown. Okay. And then you have a LinkedIn? Uh, How's I do the have LinkedIn, LinkedIn do for you? So LinkedIn just um, provides me with an, uh, an additional uh, uh, networking group. So, yeah. you know, folks that may not be on Facebook, may not be on Instagram, or, mm-hmm. you know, are on 
like that. Right. Yeah, that's a great way to build a professional a community. Um, it is. Have you connected with other writers through LinkedIn or more through LinkedIn or Facebook? Well, through them all, through through LinkedIn, through Instagram, you know, through Facebook. I mean, uh-huh. yeah, my my networking over the last six years has been pretty pretty good, pretty extensive. Oh, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, <clears throat> what is one of the major things what, that, just in kind of summing up, because we are coming to the end of our show, <clears throat> what is one of the major things that you'd like to share with our audience? It could be uh, words of encouragement. It could be we don't get stuck in this. It could be uh, so many things that when you talk to somebody who's either making the transition, what do you like to share the most? So if I was having a private conversation with someone that was uh, going through the transition, what mm-hmm. I would tell them is that, you know, I've been through a lot of challenges in my life, you know, from the time I was a little girl. And, yeah. um you know, and there have been moments where I needed to reevaluate my life and in some cases reinvent myself, right? Right. And, Definitely. You know, look look at every disappointment as an opportunity to learn something new, to progress into whatever you were called to be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can fight it as much as we want, but whatever it is that we're called to be it's going it's going to happen so mm-hmm. embrace the change do mm-hmm. the work you know mm-hmm. and uh, life can be absolutely absolutely more than you could ever ask or think oh i love that so many times you're right when we go through something we're facing something new or we we it doesn't turn out the way we wanted it's it is so important if we can mentally change that from, oh, another thing happened to me negatively. We could ask, what is the lesson in this? Because yes. nothing we experience, nothing comes to us that there's not a lesson there. That is so good, Tina. I'm so glad you said that. Because too many times we get caught up in the pain and the sorrow and we just make it perpetuate itself instead of turning it and making it into growth. Um, right. And I mean, and, it's totally, it's totally okay for a moment to feel yeah. whatever you're feeling, you know, right. but don't, yeah. don't stay there. Don't stay there. Learn a lesson right. so that you can live your best life. Right. Oh, what a great way to finish our our program today. It was it has been such a treat having you here. I love where we've gone, what we've talked about today. It it's just been so powerful. So I thank you very much for being no, on thank second you. Wind. Thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. All right. Well, as we go into our Christmas season and our new year, I wish you the best. And I know it's just out there. All right. Thank you so much, Tina. Thank you. Happy holidays. 
Oh, I know. They're coming. Now, I hope you listeners out there will take and listen to this, share it with somebody, someone that you know that is being touched by transition. How are they being moved? How can you support them? You have a great opportunity here to reach out to somebody and change their lives. It's amazing, isn't it, that we can be that person to change and offer somebody we love a greater support and a greater journey. I thank you for being here today. Think about your vision board. Begin starting the new vision for 2000, for 2020, 2020. Thank you again for being here. We can't wait to start on 2020 programs. They're going to be awesome. And we thank you for always coming back to be with us. Happy New Year. they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.